and opinions discussed are purely those of the individuals who have shared them with us and are not to be used without permission. We may discuss some medical topics or items. Do not take this as medical advice. It is purely for information and entertainment purposes only. All right, welcome back. We are in episode seven, I believe. It has been a while. What has it been, six weeks maybe? Five weeks? And I don't know. It was before the break. Before the break. Yeah, so a little housekeeping. We've been gone. Uh, we had, obviously, our three-week break. And then we had boards in week one of quarter seven for us. So we have been busy. Yeah. So yeah, so sorry for the delay, but we are back. And today, Danny and I are going to discuss confidence. And confidence in the industry, confidence in ourselves, kind of confidence and the confidence needed and potentially what could be important for moving forward in, in chiropractic, but also personally. Yeah, and school. I mean, we're not, we're not at the end yet. That is true. We, we still got true. a year and a half. Um, so just kind of gauging our confidence, our confident levels right now and um, where, where we want them to be by the time we finish our program. Right. right. Speaking of, Danny, let's just roll right into it. What's up? Where is your confidence level with where you're at in the program? Kind of whether it's your hands, your abilities to diagnose, kind of all of those things. It it varies. Like on all those things you just said, diagnose, like, yeah, diagnosis is one thing. Hands are one thing, adjustments, palpation. So I would say my the best thing I'm, like my highest confidence is with my adjustments. I feel like that's the one thing that we practice over and over and over again. We've had a lot of technique classes. Um, any chiropractic student will tell you that's the one thing that you do with friends. Like, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. that one thing that we just keep repeating. So I feel like naturally that's going to be the first thing that we feel good at. Yeah, I, yes and no. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with like you. Like anytime I come over here or what are we somebody doing? comes up, yeah, yeah, you know, you whip out the table, you, just, you don't even palpate. Like that's why my palpation's <laughs> not even the best thing because you just kind of practice. I, I just kind of just go, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess I'm just concerned, like personally, I am not super confident in certain adjustments, right? Right, right. I'm not super confident in uh, cervicals. It depends kind of on the person because I practice with certain people. So I'm better yeah, with Disclaimer, sorry. Bodies, I, right? I didn't mean I'm good at every adjustment. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I just feel as a group, my adjustments are the thing that I'm more confident in. Okay. Over diagnosing. Um, I mean, we we just started our first diagnosis class this right. quarter. Very true. So Very we're, true. we're a little babies at that um <laughs> i guess palpation would be a soft tissue actually would be higher than palpation like knowing what to do and yeah for soft tissue injuries like trigger points whipping out the hypervolt scraping taping yeah right yeah yeah soft tissue is one of those things that i know personally i feel confident that's your realm in uh, yeah, yeah i mean i've had some experience prior to coming to school with that mm -hmm. um and more with like MSK and biomechanics and movement type stuff right. from a full picture functional uh, point of view. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my confidence is definitely high in that realm, but I can definitely see where we haven't had people that may not have had a lot of exposure where that can be a little daunting. Um, 100%. And so yeah, sitting in classes sometimes like uh, the soft tissue class you guys are going to this weekend. Yep. I think it's really cool. For a lot of students, like in our program, I mean, in our class, even to get that exposure, just because you've never, if you've never had that experience, you need to know what it's like to actually push into a muscle, right? How to stretch a muscle appropriately with pressure, which is sorry to cut you off. No, but you're yeah, fine. it's kind of, now thinking thinking about it, it's kind of strange that we made it this far into the program and yet to kind of 
really touch on that. They touched on it in what? Sports 1? That's an elective. I'm, I talk, I'm talking about in the program. I think how much other stuff they have to cram in the program. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the whole first year is all about basic sciences to prepare you for boards. Yeah, but then we're almost on the tail end of the second year and we barely haven't gotten it. Well, that's why they're cramming everything in, man. Yeah. That's why they're cramming everything know. in. I feel like I would have liked that a little bit sprinkled earlier. Well, but... think about it. We don't actually, do we have a core class that teaches us that? No. I mean, we're There's taught, PT, we're taught PT, PT rehab. Um, Lou kind of touches on it in um, some of the undercore classes with like how to take care of it a little bit. With, like, we had trigger points Stretching and trigger point stuff. Three. I don't remember. One I don't of know the what CCE number. Classes. Trigger yeah. points. I mean, that was a basic intro. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that can go a long way though. Like, <laughs> it does, was, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's yeah. one of those things we'll be sitting in class in labs and we just start touching someone's traps and yeah, it's like, Oh, a trigger point. Yeah. yeah, press yeah. On that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that stuff, I think we touched on before the podcast where we jumped on with it's time, right? I mean, it's just time, time under tension, really just working with patients, working with bodies, getting your right. hands on bodies, understanding the right amount of pressure. I was talking with my roommate prior to this about this topic and we were talking about just that and he was telling me that um, the best experience he's had thus far was working with his grandmother. He helped her with some trap work, just some soft tissue right. trap work and she thanked him. Right. Like That was a super positive moment for him that he hadn't had yet. Whereas like I've had a bunch of those experiences just because I've been forced into that situation. Right. And I haven't done it with my hands. I've done it with a foam roller. I've done it with lacrosse balls. I've done it with all these other things that have helped people move and get out of pain. And like I said, that was like your realm. Like that Absolutely. was your world before school. Right. And it's funny that you mentioned that story about uh, the roommate and the grandma because over break, my fiance's dad, um, he's a pretty good, he's in good shape for her his age mm-hmm. but i had told him prior i was like hey i'm gonna come over one of these days i'm bringing my i got a massage table back home as like that was our yeah, yeah. table for covid <laughs> and then um i was like i'm gonna come over i'm gonna bring my cupping set my hypervolt and like I was, he's just gonna be my dummy right and i ended up working on him for like 20 minutes and i did cupping and the hypervolt and he felt great right same issue traps levators and just like that confidence i got just from that one thing right and it's amazing what simple muscle work, how far that can go yeah. for helping somebody that has no idea what it feels like not to be in pain. Exactly. And so if they're always aching and they're like, and so, yeah, that's going to be huge for your confidence. Now, you know, someone with that kind of pain, what to do. Right. You have something to draw upon, some experience. And just, just education wise, like now he knows like, oh damn, like this exists. Right. Like some people just don't know that Absolutely. like there's these things you can do for these Absolutely. situations. Absolutely. And that's where, um, the confidence and and having successful stories to draw upon, right. but also having those failures, having those people that didn't improve yep. like you expected, and that and you can draw upon those stories or those experiences to understand where you maybe need to go different. Yeah. Um, but I again, it all comes down to time, and I think back to confidence and adjustments. Uh, like I said specifically for me, I am not. I don't feel great with cervicals. I don't feel great with side posture, anything lumbar or or pelvis. I guess. Um, I mean, I feel confident in the setup, but actually delivering the adjustment with the yeah. tensions and other stories. So that I understand will come with time, will come with practice, will come do you, with bodies. But for you, I've noticed in lab, like working right beside you, do you is that a, is that just because you don't know your way of doing it? Like you're still trying to find your way um, biomechanically, the right way that's going to work for you? Yes. Um, it's a feel thing for me. So... Um, 
it's it, it's goes back to confidence, right? right? If I'm not for whatever reason confident enough in my abilities at that day, I will overthink it. Mm-hmm. When I start to overthink the pieces and start to really think about the pieces of each step, then I get into my own head and then right. things don't tend to happen. When I tend to just go with the flow of the movement and it feels right, and I, that's the best way I can explain it, then I tend to have a better success rate. And so I'm trying to find that balance of flowing with the movement of putting the leg in side posture, of making sure the hip is under, of right. rolling over, of delivering my weight down, making sure it's where it needs to be. Instead of thinking about those things, if I can just get in the flow, that tends to happen better for me. It almost sounds like a gauntlet would help you. Like just can you imagine just like a row of ten tables just Absolutely. you just go boom boom. Absolutely. And I feel like and it just came through my mind because of COVID we're not allowed to do that. We have no. to we have to work with the same like me, you your two roommates work together right. and maybe three other people in our class. Right. Before that, it was the norm to go around the room. Well, and that's why you said just, like the parties or the hangouts or you would go get together with 15 people and you'd, and you'd all just, try like and practice gauntlet, on each right? other. Like you, and that's the thing is like, again, we won't have that I feel that like we've lost COVID. that. Yeah, we have. Um, but I, re- you know, I keep saying I can't wait to get to clinic. It's for that, that reason. Because that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know if I get more hands-on people, it'll just come with time. It just right. comes with practice. Um, yeah. That's the other thing. I feel like people, I mean, we have those days too. I have those days where it's like, we forget that that's what clinic's for. Yeah. Like we think we need to go into clinic perfect, polished, no. but then you got to remind yourself, no, that's, that's the, where I'm, I am going to get polished. Right. That's where the polishing happens. Well, not you. So it's okay to go in there with, you know, maybe not knowing how to do a certain adjustment or Absolutely. still trying to figure things out. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think. I don't think I'll even be polished when I get out of school. No. I think, who was it, Dr. Nook or Dr. Lou? All the doctors, man. They've all said it takes like three to five years until you really feel comfortable with your adjustments and with your flow out of practice after school. But I think what helps the confidence is knowing that personally you can accept that fact. You can't beat yourself up on days where where you're not. I agree. agree. So just for our listeners who aren't Cairo students, and our Cairo student listeners will agree with this, it's a thing when <laughs> first thing in the morning you don't hit an adjustment that whole day's crap. Yeah, it's kinda, it's a thing. It's, it's a thing. It's kind of rocked if you have a 740 C spine class. Yeah, and you can't you can't even set up properly. It just feels weird. That whole day hands gone. aren't quite right. Your left hand slower than your right, mm-hmm. whatever, or your right hand, your dominant hand slower for on that day. It can kind of derail your day a little bit if you let it. Yeah. But what I focus on um, is trying to have more good days in right. terms of my adjustments in my setups than bad days and hopefully i can limit the number of bad days quote unquote right you know as we get better and get more confident in our abilities hopefully then we can just trust the process and go with the flow how are you trying to limit those bad days so that's where i think the mental strength absolutely and, the, and, and talking to yourself to self-talk and being like, hey it's okay it's just today well, or it's just right now when um that's an interesting question it depends. If I did no assessment mm-hmm. and I like zero assessment and I just set up and then they're like, oh, why didn't it go? Well, maybe they didn't need it. Right. Maybe it just wasn't, you know, whatever. Um, if it was something like, like for example, attach lab, right? Where mm-hmm. we actually get to deliver adjustments. Then I'll just chalk it up to right now just being another day that I am continuing to progress forward. Right. Um, I will take the advice from the clinicians who were there giving it mm-hmm. and try and move forward. Um, exactly. 
but that's where I go to the, the teachers that I trust mm-hmm. and I ask their opinion on my technique and get that nailed down from those people because mm-hmm. then if I can just be more consistent over time, I will eventually pick it up. And again, right. for me in the moment, it's about getting out of my own head, getting out of my own way. Yeah. If I can not think about it, right. put, put somebody inside a posture with like my mind turned off, then I tend to do a much better job with the adjustment right. than thinking, okay, I need that bottom leg straight. I need to tuck the bottom hip. I need the front, I need the top right, knee as right. high as I can get it. I need to keep the shoulder stacked or rolled over or whatever. I need mm-hmm, to make mm-hmm. sure I palpate the right thing. That doesn't usually flow smoothly when you're actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't think about moving while you move. Yeah, no, you're right. right. You you're can't right. think about walking and taking a step while you do it or else you'll be exhausted and you'll be moving super slowly. Right. So why try and think about 18 steps of an adjustment when it's just a matter of putting somebody in a position, putting your hand where it needs to go and delivering the force. Right. So it's just trying to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. And that's again, how I stay out of it, out of my own way with things. I just try and keep things as simple as possible. Yeah. I, I agree with you where in attach lab and where, you know, you just take whatever the clinician told you, if it's a good day, it's great. Like I had, our first week back in the attached lab, my clinician had nothing to say. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. And then this week, he had something to say. Right. It was a different adjustment, but he had something to say. I was like, right. sweet. Okay, cool. And like you said, you just take it as a learning thing. I don't beat myself. Like, I, I'm not saying you beat yourself up. No, no, it, I know, I know. But I just take it as, damn, that's something Absolute, I got to work I mean, on. And I go home, I'm like, that's the move I want to work on now. Right. And that's the cool thing about, I think, attached labs is you get to really choose what move you want to yeah. work on. And so you can try whatever you want right. and get feedback from the clinicians who can then change or, or fix or help in whatever way that is. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting opportunity. Um, I just wish we had more opportunity with more bodies. Right. Over time. So, right. It'd be nice if you can like trade bubbles, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like sports. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, let's trade. No, um, it's no, it's on. It's true though, because I do want to, you know, a different body. Yeah. Different, uh, there's people with different flexibility, different, yeah. completely different body types, necks that move, necks yeah. that don't move, backs uh, that move. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to happen, though, until we get to clinic. Clinic, which, I mean, is only two, it's quarter, fine. two, quarter, two, two quarters, quarters now. Oh, man. What about your assessment? I feel like we, again, it's that example question. of when us friends get together, Yeah. we just, like I said, we skip. We kind of skip. We do a half-ass adjust, uh, assessment, and then we just go right to the adjustment. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like... I think as a friend, as, as a friend group, we should make sure that we're on top of our I assessment. I completely agree. I think, I think from a big picture view, we need to take a look at when the timing of that was. Like we were doing that Q3, 4, and 5. Right. Now, we haven't really done it since COVID's kind of flared up a little bit, right? It's been a minute and we're taking the bubble thing like 100% serious. serious and, yeah. So we're not practicing as much. Um outside of school yeah Yeah. no 100% 100%, that's true and so that's the big component um I think that's missing um yeah no I mean my roommate so he's a quarter below so everything that he's going through I've I've always done and it's just going to be that way yeah but um like me and him like Friday today would be our day where um we adjust but then I I made it clear to him I'm like man we need to practice our palpation and assessment so now like yeah that's just part of routine oh absolutely like it has to be that and then adjustment and it's good i'm finding that works and i, th- I think attached labs help us with that like right. like i was saying with the the different um 
lack of groups, but also with uh, school being out, right? We just got back. We're just now like two quarters ago got back with attached lab, right? In person, yeah. In person. And so we're able to actually start doing the assessment mm -hmm. every week. Yeah. And now, I mean, you know, we've been working outside of class, getting better at the motion pop stuff. And so I think um, for me, I have more confidence in that. If you watch when I do a, an assessment, yeah, in you're good. Class, it's just motion palp. Yeah, it's purely just motion palp through to figure out what's happening. I've and so like if I can just do that really quickly, I mean I feel confident in what I've found based on our sessions that we've done. Right. Um, I feel really good about finding things. Now it's just a matter of how to go about fixing it. And so that's just where the next step for me. But I agree. I think up to this point we haven't had the exposure or the requirement, quote unquote, to actually do it. I right. think if we were to be in person in those small groups now with all the assessment we've done, right. I know personally I'm going to palpate before I adjust mm -hmm. just because that's a given. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're right. Those sessions outside have helped us. Um, and I, I like that method. I'm all about the motion now. Yeah, man. It's all it's quicker. It's quicker. It's way quicker. And it actually gets – I find it gets to the issue. It's simpler. Because the person is – having a movement issue yeah right it, yeah it's all about movement it's so all about fix, so fix the movement i like that that's definitely confidence i've become yeah. confident in that because yeah. when we first started those sessions we were like what whoa, whoa, whoa. we've been taught something else yep and it was like a curveball and yep. now going to those sessions over and over weekly and we've gotten so much better so i'm yeah i'm confident in that that's so that's one. that's great i want to touch on the confidence built from that and how it can lead outside of here. So like you're going to build on that and trust that moving forward. Right. Right. So how are you going to, have you thought about how you're going to do that in a workflow? One. Actually, let's yeah, touch on that. Um, and do you have confidence in your ability to make it a timely, maybe timely workflow with a patient? Oh, it's like you've seen it. You do it in you do it. Let's say attach lab, right? Right. You do your assessment attach lab. Do you do motion pop? You do motion pop, but I also see you do some static stuff. I do static Have motion. Have you thought about how you're going to build it into a time with actual patients? I feel like just getting better at it. Yeah. Even right now, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a lot of time. I would say maybe we take three, three minutes, three, okay. four minutes. Yeah. And another minute to write. And we're obviously trying to write good notes because we don't want right, you know, to, you know, we have a fun stuff. Yeah, we have a requirement to do good notes. But I feel like in in uh, in our own setting, um, you've heard from a lot of docs they take their they write their notes later or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, so yeah. take away one minute right there. And I, I feel like just with doing it more, doing it on more people, that confidence is going to come mm -hmm. where we just know that mental checklist. Like, okay, I'm going to start off with active range of motion right right off the bat. Show me how you can't move. Right. Show me that movement that hurts. Right. Boom. Laser focus. Now I'm on, you know, it's like they've already kind of told me a little bit of the story. Now yeah. I'm going there. And then I'll get on. I'll do my passive range of motion. I'll do my motion palp. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just kind of take that broader, um, that broad approach and then narrow it down. Just come come down to, okay, this is the thing that I got to move. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to move it. Yeah. We've seen it done in our sessions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, case in So, uh, myself, yeah, yeah, we see it. So I'm like, man, if we will get to that point i hope so i hope so <laughs> i hope so i uh i'm positive i'm confident that we will <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll leave it at that yeah um let's talk about confidence in the industry in and of, in and of itself we're going to switch a little bit from us personally yeah. to kind of the chiropractic industry 
And we could talk about perception. We could talk about a lot of things. But let's just talk generally about your confidence in the industry. And uh, let's just speak from an overall perspective. Mm, okay. I think um, I think we're in a good place. That Facebook group that we're part of. Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. Check it out. It's a great group. Or on Facebook? Um, I it's the algorithm on Facebook has now made that like that's the first thing that pops up when I open. Yeah, Facebook. it's true. I see a lot I, of that now. Yeah, but because of that, I now because I've read so many good things on there. Yeah, I stop and actually read that instead of just scrolling past it. I stop. And see, it's interesting, man. I see some things on there. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great stories. Yeah, I've seen like, some bad ones. <laughs> I catch all the bad ones. It's like, oh man, there goes my confidence in this field for just a split um, second. No, yeah, I mean. The good definitely outweighs the bad. Absolutely. Um, but confidence-wise, like I, I feel like we're doing just such a good, good thing, and yeah. we're just getting more exposure, more and more, especially with COVID. Back to COVID, working from home. Yeah. More people have bad posture now, yeah. right? Like that's a very general thing to say, but, and they're seeking out chiropractors. Yeah. And, like, and we're them. Yeah. You know. So I, yeah. I just feel like. But let's let's take that one step further. Given the current environment, right? How confident are you in your ability to help people? Maybe over like a telehealth or that I don't know, man. I have no exposure to that. Yeah, none. Yeah, and I, I don't either personally. But that's just something that we you know. What, that's be aware of. I mean, something. Side note for us: um, I have a buddy who's a PT back home, and when COVID first started, he had to do some telehealth. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to him and I'll get back to you. There might be something. To but I want to ask him how he did that. That's a business opportunity as a chiropractor that you can take advantage of to see more people, especially in these times. If you're, if right. you have a hard brick and mortar location that you have to be in, that you're paying rent in, right, but you're not full, you could easily telehealth, telehealth. and have, you know, but here's 15, the thing by the time, sessions. here's the other question then by the time we get out there, <laughs> is telehealth going to be needed? What do you mean? Like, you think COVID's going to be over by then? COVID? No, I'm not saying it's going to be completely gone. You think we won't be out of lockdown? You think we'll be out of lockdown? Yeah, now? yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Come on, man. I'm not that's a, that's thinking. That's a podcast for another day. That's a podcast for another Here's day. Here's the thing. It doesn't hurt to be ready for telehealth. <laughs> it no, doesn't absolutely. hurt to be ready for that's it. That's a good way to look at it. That's the way of... I'm preparing for it because okay. there's a good chance. And even if we are out, right? Right. Like, just the ability to be able to help somebody over a remote call. No, 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 totally. Like they can't make I it. Think, yeah, they can't make it to an appointment, and like they're just so you yeah. Know, something happens where they right telehealth is better than no health. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Just something I was thinking about. But I think from an industry standpoint, um, yeah. What do you think about it? You have more exposure because you, um, you just know you know more people. <laughs> yeah, I. Here. Um, so what, what are your thoughts? I'm confident in the opportunity that, um, chiropractic provides and your ability to help people. I am 100% behind that. I think, um, I think that they, I think that the industry itself provides an amazing platform, um, to do whatever you want as a practitioner. And so, for example, myself being more of a movement strength conditioning, rehab prehab whatever you words right, you right. want to use type of guy um i'm gonna be focused more on movement based stuff more than right. ak more than vitamin or nutrition type stuff you Definitely. know like so that's just where my mind is set it's like the ability to be free in that but then also i have classmates that are gonna be doing sot 
You know what I mean? Like they're purely SOT or Gonstead or these different techniques and by all means. But my concern, I guess, is like, where is the level of care across the board? I guess, does it matter if people are happy? No, not at all. If if that person who does SOT can get great results. Right. And I think think that's what it is. Great results. Absolutely. That's what it should boil down to. Yeah. But are there too many of us now? Yeah, I think in the area that we physically are in right now, I would say yeah. And maybe that's where my mind is at I with think that. That's, maybe that's kind a concern of, of mine. Blinded by that. Maybe we're in this little Palmer bubble of San Jose, and there's so yeah. many of us in school, right. and then everyone wants to stay in San Jose, and so it's like right. uh, okay. Um, I just feel that I think if you do your market research and you find the right location, it's easy to not be oversaturated. Oh, 100 percent. I feel like it's absolutely 100 percent easy to get into a location that is super oversaturated, and you're fighting for people, but. Right. Again, that's just depends what you want as a person too, right? Like, yeah, some people like, like for me, example, I'm here to go to school and then go back home. Right. Um, there, there's probably people that came out here from a different state and they're like, same reason they want to come here just for the education and they want to go back, to back their, home. Yeah, go back home. Right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. and the other thing too, people came from a different state and they're like, this is where I want to be. Right. Right. But uh, I don't know. Back to your point about like the strictly, you know, you're one way or this way. I. I can't wrap my head around how someone can think like that. Like, why pigeonhole yourself right from the get-go? That's a great question. Um, like, while in school. Like, at least get out and, you know, at your internship or... Well, what I think what tends to happen, and, and I, I am completely guilty of this, um, going down the Eldoa and the Soma rabbit hole. Right, right. Um, now being out a bit, more or less, like, I see that it's going to be hard to implement. I guess my point is, is that you kind of get drawn into things and then you kind of get too far down the rabbit hole before it's like, okay, whoa, yeah, what is this? Like I was talking with another intern today and he was saying it was, it was awesome. Cause I feel the same way. He was like, I'd like to send little spies into each camps and pull the best out of right. each and then create my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. I'd like to build from, I like to have a toolbox. I think of it like a toolbox and mm-hmm. I'm grabbing tools to add to my toolbox. Whether that's FR, whether that's soma therapy, whether that's Eldoa, whether that's DNS, whether right. that's whatever, right? SOT. It's all tools, and that's the way I look at it. It's just a giant toolbox that I can pull from. What if you you forget where your tools are located? That's a good Me- point. Meaning, you have all these things, you've done all these things, but you just haven't had a chance to implement them. Well, and that's and where, now you're kind of forgetting the things. Absolutely, and I guess that's where your notes come into play if you really are worried about it. Yeah, but. Um, I think what in the end you get fine tuned by your experience. Right. So whatever your experiences are that whatever treatment experiences you're going to go through in the future will fine tune your skills. I mean, this the joint pumping stuff, the Eldoa stuff that mm-hmm. I've gone through, I may never use it in ten years. Right. You know what I mean? There might be a point in time where I'm purely doing FR or I'm purely doing pin and stretch, I'm purely doing chiropractic work. We'll see what happens. Right. You know what I mean? There might be a technique that I have no idea about at the moment that I might get fully behind. And I might be 100% that. Yeah. Um, no, this is a stage for that. This is the learning yeah, stage. Well, exactly. And that's where I think developing developing confidence, back to confidence, and taking a I have to keep learning attitude right. about everything at all times can keep your mind wide open to a lot of opportunities. That goes back to what you just said there, um, how I feel about the industry. I feel like chiropractic is that, man. 
everybody's constantly learning and everybody's kind of told themselves, I will be a student for life. That's the way I see it. I see the positive. Yeah, but you see the positive. I see, I see the positive in everything. But I don't know. Like I, back to that group, that Facebook group. Yeah. It just seems like, it just seems like, yeah, everyone's, the, the way that people word questions on there and stuff, it's like, it's like, that's, that's a way of learning, first of all, right? And then you read the comments and then someone's like, well, I do this and I do that. And then yeah. like somebody like me lurks in the comments and I read that and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And like that might create an interest now in what yeah, that yeah. person said, right? So yeah. now I'm searching like a different certification or whatever. Right, right. But I don't know. I haven't seen too much of, of that old school like Cairo thinking that we were kind of told in our yeah. first couple quarters, you know, where people... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't get a lot of that. No, we don't get a lot of that. But I feel like yeah, Kairos are. I feel like we're like the hippies. <laughs> we're like hippie doctors, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I, that's just me being positive. No, I can get behind that. I mean, there's some of them out there that I'm sure that's how it started. You know. No, no, I, I meant more in the sense like we're just positive. Like you know, we're down know. to learn more. We're open to working with others. Yeah. We're open to working with other. We've been forced to. Though. You know what I mean? We've been yeah. forced to it. I mean, we're kind of we've kind of been the outcast kids, and you have to kind of get. You have to kind of make nice and make it happen if you want to be successful. Right. Unfortunately. The way we understand like movement yeah. or the way we understand that, other parts of totally the body, we know that like, man, this requires other things. Right. And, like, you know, it requires nutrition. Right. Right. Absolutely. Want, so like, and if you know that's not you, you're not the nutrition person, you know, you're, you're confident that there's somebody out there yeah. that is right. Yeah. 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 That's true. And you need to be confident in your ability to know that and that you need to right. find somebody to help. The, it all goes back to the patient whatever helps the patient and if you know you can't help the patient yeah then find somebody that can help they've clearly come to you for a reason right it is your responsibility to help move them along yeah whether that's you or whether that's somebody else yeah you have now have to take that responsibility and do that and that comes from confidence in your own ability to treat but confidence in your ability to know when Not your your limits are stretched too far right and so i think i think the school does a great job about that we can wrap this up but i want to talk about the confidence in our education and prepping for the real world because i've had some conversations with <laughs> um yeah i've had some conversations with the postdoc and and i don't know this is speaking purely to our our experience personally my experience personally nobody else's um but i've spoken to some docs that are recent grads over the last couple of years and it's become blatantly apparent that they were not 100% prepared and ready for the real world come time. So that has me a little concerned. I understand why. I understand boards are very important and that's kind of the primary thing. However, we're here to treat people. Mm-hmm. And the big disconnect between they scare the crap out of us mm-hmm. with all the crap that's super rare that we had to be prepared for for primary care. And I totally understand why. Mm-hmm. But then they don't properly teach us how to treat people from a physical standpoint. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, there's a huge disconnect. They teach us how to adjust. They teach us how to move. They teach us how to assess. But you have someone that comes in with this and it's like, okay, here's a crapshoot. At this moment in time. And I know Diff Die is getting to us. Diff Die is yeah. definitely helping us think for sure. But these are the people I'm referring to are good docs that literally two years out were like, I don't know why I'm in this industry. Really? Yeah. They almost quit. And then they realized they needed to find what fit them. And yeah. they found that and they made it work. But it's just like, wow. Like that is the perspective that you had 
like it's it just totally changed coming out so that is the people i've talked to definitely have changed my perspective on how prepared i'm going to be coming out however i have confidence in palmer in the clinicians in the school itself and education system to be somewhat prepared Mm -hmm. if not scared shitless (laughs) at least they do a good job of scaring us so i don't know Um, what are your thoughts i just kind of rambled for a minute yeah i mean you you've talked to you probably talked to more people than i've talked to but I should ask those questions for myself too. Um, I know for a fact the the business part of things always comes up. That, that gets always comes. That up. gets mentioned a lot. Always comes up, and, and you know I'm trying to help with that. Um, yeah. Within our on our campus. Right. And so, but other than that, yeah. Um. Again, it's under my my impression was and still is kind of is that clinic and outpatient clinic is where we kind of start honing those skills and and learning. Yeah, because outpatient, like we're getting people, like it's not real students. people. It, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's real people. It's not the yeah. students anymore. So, uh, and I really hope you're right. I really. I hope. feel like that should expose us to these things, right? Like I should be able to see some of the stuff that I was yeah. taught. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. You that's know, minus true. the rare stuff. Yeah. Um, but then again, I mean, it is a shorter period of time, so I'm not going to see everything I'm supposed to be exposed to. I can accept that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I'm again. That's me. Maybe looking at the positive and everything, but I am I like pretty it. sure. Do I have you around? I'm. O- <laughs> I'm okay with. Yeah, today I am okay with. With seeing what clinic is going to give us. Yeah, I'm. I'm I am content too. with that. I am too, and that's why I said I'm confident in the the experience. I'm confident in. Oh, and then sorry, the I forgot to even mention like pre- preceptor. Like there's, oh, yeah, there's, there's that quarter well. right there too. There's right? that as well. Yeah, like you're you're gonna be. Um, Assuming you find a good precept that's going right. to let you do things. <laughs> Speaking of that, over the break, I did uh, a couple of shadowing sessions with some docs back home. Nice. Um, just because it was a longer break and I had more time. And uh, one with one doc, I spent four hours and we saw uh, like, I think nine patients. That's cool. And basically it all started out like everyone he'd ask if, you know, if it was okay if I yeah. would watch. He, he'd let them know who I was and nobody had a problem with it, which is yeah. cool. Um but just even watching him, if there were maintenance patients or new patients or whatever, and just he would give me a rundown on like their history, like what, yeah. what, why they're there. That was cool too. Right. And like that, I kind of got, I guess you could say I got exposure to some of the stuff just from that. Yeah. So and you probably picked up the flow of how he does things. You yeah. How he, treats. he has a good flow. Yeah. Definitely so a good like, flow. All of those things are super important. You need to observe. That actually helped the confidence. Right. So if to any, anybody, if you're in our situation, um, a current student or a student that's thinking about coming to any chiropractic school, shadow. Get into an office. Get into Check an office. Check it out. Shadow. Reach out to a local doc. See if you can spend some time. More times than not, they're going to be more than willing to have you in. Tell them you're a prospective student or you are a student, whatever. Um, and they'll be more than willing, usually, to let you come by for a couple hours, right. maybe noon, a full day, whatever their schedule allows. And To tie back to my confidence of the, the industry. Yeah. Every doc that I messaged back in November, so this is right before break, I was trying to, you know, create a schedule. Yeah. Every doc, and I, I messaged six, and these are docs that I don't know. Yeah. All of them said, sure. Yeah, sure. Exactly. And I've just, know, that's just been the theme with chiropractors, chiropractic yeah. students. Everyone's willing to help each yeah. other out. So Take advantage of it. Yeah. Get out there. It's It'll give you the confidence to understand the field, to understand what you're doing, to understand workflows, office flows. The business, right. I know you said you talked about the business with one of those guys for a while. That's really cool. 
And if you can get your head around as many aspects of this industry as possible and what it's going to require to run a business, to just be aware of what it takes is definitely going to help you be successful. Right. And I guess that's our end goal. I think, yeah. And I think that's advice. I mean, you can actually just take is let's get into some more offices that should help our confidence with, with flow. Like how are we going to go from patient to patient? How are we going to implement some of these tools that we picked up? Right. Right. How is our um, appointment structure going to be? Yeah. So I think, I think that will calm some of the stuff that we're feeling. Yeah. Especially as we get closer to actually treating people. I hope so. I I think for me, my biggest thing is just the lack of confidence in my ability to adjust. Right now. Yeah. But then again, shadowing can help with that because you're going to be seeing someone do it over and over and over. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You can pick up, you can pick up on things like, Hey, why do you do it that way? Like that guy, the the guy I spent all that time with, he did side posture. Totally funny. Hmm. (laughs) And it was just the weirdest thing I ever saw. Like he uses forearm. Like normal side posture with the forearm? Yeah. And oh, like, you haven't been exposed to that yet. No, I've never uh, seen that. And then uh, he, we kind of just chatted about it in between patients. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was just something that he learned at his school. Yeah. Um, but cool. <laughs> and yeah. I saw his flow, man. His flow of adjustments was smooth. Well, hopefully it led to a little bit more confidence in the field and that you'll be able to do that. Yes. Good. Good. Well, let's wrap that up there, Danny. Thank you for coming out and uh, chatting about confidence and our confidence. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it and be on the lookout for the next episode. Yeah, and I hope someone actually counts all the times we said confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.